یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 61 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 61, Karan, we're still in those weird bunch of numbers where we... Uh, it's either like some random people from like the Cincinnati Royals that we have never heard about who won the jersey or yeah. the Boston Celtics who won the 1961 uh, finals. So I think like uh, we probably don't need to waste much more time on that, especially because it's the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, shout out to the Boston Celtics, which will, at least for the next several months, will be the winners of our, uh, of our, uh, you know, beginning of episode paying respects to moment. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, um, it, as we record today, it's the 5th of May, which yes. means we are in like the in peak playoff season, but we'll obviously talk about that a little bit later. Um, there's a few things happening in, in the Indian basketball circuit, right, Karan? Uh, what, what are these things? Yeah, things have finally started to uh, heat up after, you know, a little bit of a dip uh, in our last episode. There's been a lot more activity in Indian basketball. And it's, it's just fun to see so much. I mean, at the end of the day, our national teams aren't winning any games. So that sucks. <laughs> But it's good to see, uh, you know, continuing grassroots development. I think one of the new things that's come up is uh, I don't know if you heard about this but th- but um, this a private enterprise y- YKBK are starting a 3 on 3 basketball league in India. Yeah, I I read a little bit about that based on like your articles and couple of other uh, you know basketball India sources um yeah. tweeting about it. Um but I you, you could safely assume that I don't know much about it just like many of our listeners perhaps. Um so w- what is this 3 3 on 3BL league is that what it's called? I think it's called 3BL. It's um uh the the, the people the, I think the guy behind it is Rohit Bakshi who was heavily involved with Amjot's um 3 mm-hmm. on 3 national 3 uh, on 3 teams back in Japan. Yeah. And uh and this league is going to begin I think uh, in about a month and next week they they're, they're going to have like their tryouts and the draft and all of that. So they're uh they, they they named all of their franchise uh names a few days ago so you know Ahmedabad Wingers and Mumbai Ballers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um so so and they're going to have teams uh, now I I don't know if it's going to be like the UBA style where mm-hmm. uh basically it's all teams playing one place but but right now the teams have you know the teams are in Mumbai, Delhi, there's a team in in Azol and Mizoram and we talked so much about Mizoram basketball last uh in the last episode. Yeah. So it's awesome to see them getting a team too. Uh Chennai, Bangalore, like stuff like that. Um, how many how many teams are there? I think this 12. Okay. I think there's going to be 12 teams. And it was 3 on 3 so you know each franchise would probably just have four or five players or whatever yeah um but uh yeah it's it's interesting like we don't have our own professional full league yet but this is a first step right like mm-hmm. uh maybe this is something to like attract in the fans early and the most important thing is like our players need to get paid to play basketball that's it sounds like such a simple thing but i i, I hope it can generate some revenue fan attention people go watch it um so it's going to be held from uh, it's about like a two or two i think two and a half month mm-hmm. league from june till end of august so um which is a good thing because uh, the uba has folded i don't know if you saw that but the uba league has 
come to a very abrupt and unceremonious end after about four or five seasons and like especially when there was so much hype in the last season mm-hmm. um now i don't know anything about why this has happened i've been trying to contact and find out so whoever out there who has like any legitimate reason why this happened my theory is and this is completely without any facts nobody told me to this but like I, they wherever the money was coming from dried up i think they they you know this whole time we used to wonder like where, 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 how do they have the money to hold these big events bring in like ac green pay the players money like you know um wh- wherever the loan was coming from probably ended up they probably didn't make the amount in returns that they thought they would mm-hmm. uh but if there is a more nuanced reasoning for why this ended up i'll i, I am looking for that and I'm, i'll be looking to explore more to find out the reasoning behind the uba being gone but so so we have like a semi replacement in this 3 bl league now of course uh, india being india it, it it things can't be that easy can they can they koshik yeah there's a uh, absolutely not and uh, I, i was just going to say like we can't have too many good things at at a time because you mentioned yeah. about the uba um reducing but um, it, it turns out that that's not the only only real challenge so just the 3 bl uh, functioning as well is is going through some hurdles Well, the hurdle is not with them. The hurdle is with our our much beloved, very own Basketball Federation of India. So, so what what the three BL did was that the, the YKBK Enterprise they are uh, they are a separate private entity. They are not the federation, which are of course, you know, the the national uh, entity here. Um, but they were able to get FIBA uh, affiliation mm-hmm. or FIBA exclusive rights to hold three three on three basketball in South Asia. Mm-hmm. So, which means that, like, you know, FIBA has a, you know, FIBA has been really pushing the, you know, the FIBA three on three, yeah, um, banner around the world, really. And I think three on three is going to be played in the Olympics for the first time in Tokyo in 2020. That's right. So, so it makes sense for three, for FIBA to then allow different regions to have their own official three on three tournaments. Really, should have been the BFI, but I guess they didn't get their act together in time. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. It's a shocking revelation to, for me to say this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but these guys did and uh, the the very day that 3BL announced this is April 25th the the, the the same day 3BL announced like the big opening ceremony was the exact same day that the BFI sent out a memo to all of their um uh, uh, uh state of uh, you know all all of the the state federations mm-hmm. around the country saying that any player who plays 3 on 3 basketball in India won't be allowed to play in national 5 on 5 events so whether it's like state level domestic level national team and vice versa like any any player in the in the 5 on 5 stage will not be able to allowed to play 3 on 3 they didn't name 3bl uh, ex- explicitly but this is what they mean and in the midst of this they announced that they're launching their own bfi 3 on 3 tour national tour uh, later this year so it's it's going so the bfi is not only starting a competing Three on three tour, which is good. I like competition, but uh, they are sort of like blocking players from one league to play in the other, and this is completely not allowed, obviously, because the three BL has FIBA rights. So there's no, uh, and the BFI's national teams have FIBA rights too. So 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 FIBA is supporting both, and the only thing they're not supporting is BFI's own three on three tour. So it's a bit <laughs> complicated and convoluted, and what it means basically is that it's another unnecessary drama. in uh which i don't think this will last too long but it's just annoying 
So w- what you're saying is, Karan, that the people who suffer are the players and the fans again. As always, <laughs> because all the players want to do is play as much basketball as possible. If someone's willing to pay them to play basketball, there, that's exactly what they're going to do. And why should they have to, uh, you know, playing the game they love, and then then they sacrifice their chances of playing in the national team. So stuff like that. Now I spoke to um, uh, my sources and some of the players who uh, at the, at the highest level. So mm-hmm. the 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 3PL opening ceremony featured Amjot Singh, yep. Satnam Singh, Reed Singh. Um, Am- Amjot is is not going to play in the 3PL because he's uh, my sources tell me that he's going back to the US to try and uh, try out for a summer league in in mm-hmm. the NBA again. Okay. Satnam won't play. Satnam is going to focus on the Indian national team. I think the only like high profile clash so far that I know about could be potentially with Palpreet Singh. Mm-hmm. But Palpreet sort of burned some bridges with the BFI with some like yeah. really disruptive behavior a few months ago. So um so he might not give a shit. He might just be like whatever <laughs> I'll play 3PL. So it just it just sucks. We, we we can never have too many good things. We can never just have all the top players playing everything they want to play. Yeah, forget too many, forget too many good things, Karan. It seems like we can't even have like one good proper thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and people wonder why we're so cynical about Indian basketball at all times. Well, we're cynical and like stupidly optimistic. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a dangerous combination. But exactly, um, not not at all not at all surprising. Um, <laughs> now, this, this, this is something that the BFI did when the UBA came up as well. Uh, exactly. They, uh, they banned over 120 uh, players, coaches, referees, like everyone. And they had yeah. to like rescind that ban. Yeah, and after, not, not, like, even, not even Indian players, right? They named yeah. Indian players. Like, play, <laughs> like players who are Australians like, won't be allowed to play for the Indian national team. Good. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, just classic, classic BFI stuff. Um, classic. Um, now, on the positive end of um, classically good BFI stuff, the Federation Cup tipped off a few days ago. and I, Maybe by the time you guys uh, hear this, it might already be over. Uh, but on the day we're recording, I think the quarterfinals have just finished. Mm-hmm. The Federation Cup is sort of like the Champions League of, of Indian basketball, so to say, because yeah. only the best teams play for it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a club-level nationals, if you could say so. I guess so, but 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 uh, not in the women's division. The women's division, the states play. Okay. So it, it's interesting. In the men's division, the best clubs from each winning top state plays, and the women's division, the states itself play. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because like there's just fewer women's clubs in India, and that's one of the issues that I will we will hear in the conversation I have uh, with our guests later on in this podcast. Um, so the Federation Cup is taking place in Chittor in Andhra Pradesh. Uh, ONGC have just been monstrously good. Uh, in this tournament, they won five in a row. Hang on, and does, the this good mean, news, does this mean that the Brown Mamba is back? The Brown Mamba is back. Uh, Vishesh has been uh, tentatively coming off the bench, playing a few minutes. It's just great to see him back in action. And uh, hopefully he'll be there for our next set of uh, FIBA uh, World Cup qualifiers, I think, in next month. And uh, eventually the Asian Games later this year. So hopefully there'll be some relief, some good news, you know, in this whole chaos of Indian basketball. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, the Federation Cup is is like probably the second biggest tournament that happens in India after the Senior Nationals. So um, I'm really glad to f- hear the news also that Vishesh is back. He of course suffered a knee injury about a year ago this time, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, months. And we well, have... he suffered the injury a year ago, and then he was forced. He sort of tried to be back too early. Yeah, and then had a sudden 
So it's yeah. a good thing he he took this month layoff. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's anything we've known out of the out of the time that he's missed is that the Indian team severely need needed him. Uh, it's not something we didn't know before, but it just got reiterated, I suppose, in the last few months. And if there's anything else we know about him, that he's probably grown younger since then. In yeah, the last night, he, he must be nineteen <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of, this is one of the few inside jokes that you only understand if you listen to every minute of Hoopdash. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're obviously talking about Benjamin Brigo and she. Um, so, like, the last bit of sort of activity that's happening in Indian basketball is that um, the NBA Academy India in uh, Greater Noida is is hosting a bunch of major events. Uh, they, they hosted a bunch of major events this past week. Uh, which included the national finals of the junior, uh, the Reliance Foundation Junior Championship. So, so what this was was that like, uh, you, you guys might already know the Reliance Foundation Junior NBA events all around the country. Like various cities had their own multiple event, and then each city sent an all-star team of the best players, and these are all school-level kids, to uh, Greater Noida for the national finals, and the best uh, girls teams and boys teams from the national finals. Uh, so the girls team was the team from from Bangalore. The boys team was the, the team from Delhi, and these teams are gonna now represent India at the Junior NBA World Championship. This is for the first time it's happening. The NBA is hosting a, a World Championship of like the of all ju- junior level players from all around the world. So they'll have I think eight teams from the US and eight teams from uh, from like the re- rest of the world, mm-hmm. and this will be in Florida uh, I think in August if I'm not mistaken. So. Um, this is really cool. This is, I'm really glad that like um, that this tournament is taking place, and we'll have these young players get, get a chance to you know go and play in the US and play against other top young players of their of the age group. And more than anything, it's just great experience, right, for these players to um, to to play against like quality opponents from around the world. Oh, absolutely! Uh, it's so glad to see that the grassroots efforts that the NBA has put in in, in India and. And other places around the world, it's finally starting to come together in like these bigger stage events. I think this is only going to be something that that keeps improving in the future. Um, and if if the BFI don't manage to do anything at the grassroots levels, at least somebody is doing it. So um, all, all all positive news so far. Yeah, uh, and then similarly at the academy, they had the the finals of the ACG NBA Jump program. Mm-hmm. This is like their talent search program to find out the next crop of players to join the NBA India Academy. So this is some, you know, like basically the best of the best. And they picked uh, eight players a few days ago. So um, congrats to all eight of them. I think they're sort of led by, the oldest of them is Harshwardhan Tomar, who's been playing really well at the youth and junior levels for a while. I think he was our youth team captain uh, at the most recent event. Youth is under so, 16, right? He it, it was an under 16 event, but because it was held a year late, they allowed players who turned 16 last year to play. So Harshwardhan okay. is actually 17. Okay. But he would have been 16 in the in the re- real year of this tournament. You know. Okay. So, and, um, and Harsh is the guy who played in Italy some time back. He played. Yeah, he played for Stella Zura Azuri, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I think that's the name. <laughs> uh, Stella Zura Academy in Italy. Yeah. So he's he he is pretty experienced. Um, and and there's a bunch of other uh, you know up and coming young players, including a player from Mizoram who got picked. Nice. Uh, British Kokate from from Pune, who's been um, uh, who's been playing at like who's been rising young star, sixteen year old, got picked. So, congrats to all of them. In attendance at this event was uh, 
Laker legend Brook Lopez. He's oh, he's an Indian. Laker <laughs> legend and noted comic book fan. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm guessing you had a uh, you had a chance to speak to him and then you slip you slipped like some Indian comic book references in there. Like, I, I, I 100% it wouldn't be you. I I hundred percent did. I I spoke to uh, I, I interviewed Brooke for uh, a story on Slam I'm doing, which should be up in a few days. Mm-hmm. Plug plug plug. <laughs> um, uh, he's uh yeah he is a comic book fan. We talked a little bit about you know I mean we talked about the important stuff like the the potential of Indian basketball players and um the, the, like how, how the youth play now compared to how he remembers. Like there was there's some interesting things to talk about. You know the difference between post players and out perimeter players he himself is one of the last of like the really good uh, talented inside post players but his skills are being underutilized in the nba now you know yeah. just the way the league is going and he's becoming an outside he, shooter too he's shooting threes so, that's right yeah so uh, and so he talked a little bit about that uh, but, so so you, you should read all of that when it comes out but so some of the most interesting stuff was uh, like he, he is a noted huge comic book fan we talked about infinity wars which he had he made sure to watch before coming to india he, mm-hmm. he didn't want to like be in this space where he didn't know where you know yeah. i mean i could have helped him find a, like find a saket multiplex to go check it out but <laughs> you know <laughs> uh and uh and, and i told him to 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 maybe read some indian comic books now i grew up on uh, nagraj and super commando dhruv two of my all time favorite specifically super commando dhruv who was sort of the indian robin and just has the best uh, superhero name of anyone um but i think nagraj was the better easier sell because you know he shoots snakes like spiderman shoots webs <laughs> so uh I, i hope i've convinced him to, to check those comic books out at some point um brooke was there at the nba academy and he sort of helped uh, train the players and help like scout the players to be chosen at the event so it's just great like uh, he uh, he seems like a just a very fun loving guy and uh, seemed to have a good time in india Yeah, that's awesome that's awesome and shout out to nba for continuing to get these guys um nba like current nba players active active stars to come to india uh now yeah. how 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 big is that list that you that you keep current now oh man it's pretty it's massive i think there's like 40 players maybe on it now <laughs> uh maybe more he also i also asked him a few questions about uh, uh, your lakers and i slipped in a, a lavar ball question as you know if he's a distraction to the you know or or if if he's been an off the court you know issue that brook has had to deal with and brook just gave a very nice diplomatic answer that we are we are a strong team unit we don't get distracted so <laughs> excellent yeah. stuff i wouldn't have expected anything else from brook um no that's fantastic um yeah yeah everybody uh, when that slam story comes out please do check it out um current this like really good interviews from time to time so um, that's from time to time yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> no i um, just meant that your slam articles come from time to time not that your oh, yeah. your work is yeah. good from time to time your work is always good kind <laughs> well speaking of interviews we should move on to the main interview i did for this podcast that's right um, uh, so before we get to that i couldn't make it to this interview but um, <laughs> we spoke to someone who's who's a second time guest on hope that second time and, guest um, and and one of the clutchest indian players um especially given the events of last year yeah yeah so the before we get to that we so we spoke to uh, i spoke to shireen lamai who captained the indian uh, women's team at the commonwealth games in australia um wait india didn't play, did, did that happen is that over <laughs> it's over the commonwealth games were almost a month ago australia just dominated one everything uh, both men and women's tournament 
India did not play very well. We had a lot of disappointing losses in both divisions. Like team games, we should have really won. Uh, we, we let them go. Uh, but you know, uh, we had to get the captain on. We had to get the captain to ask her to her, uh, you know, about her own experiences in Australia and what went wrong with the team, what positives she saw. And of course, and this is the best part, Koshik. She gave me a full, in detail, play-by-play of the the most impressive shot, the most clutch shot made in Indian basketball history. Um, so, uh, so yeah, what, what what you're saying is she did a Kobe Bryant of her own Kobe Bryant like shot. She pretty much did. She 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 pulled her own uh, uh, pulled her own Mamba moment in Bangalore. You know, that's that's fantastic. Uh, if that's not if that's not a sell for this episode already, I I don't know what else will do it. Uh, so on that note, I would like to welcome. Uh, here's my interview with Shireen Lemay. So I'm really excited to introduce Shireen Lemay to Hoop Darshan. Shireen is making her second appearance on the podcast. Shireen, how are you doing? I'm good, Karan. How are you? I'm 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 really great. It's I'm really glad I'm really glad to ha- have you back here. Um, so where where are you right now? Where where are you speaking from? I am in Pune at home. Okay. And uh, so and you're back from the Commonwealth Games, obviously. Shireen, if uh, you guys probably already know by now, she was the captain of the uh, Indian women's team at Gold Coast at the Commonwealth Games. Um. And very and famously hit one of the biggest shots in Indian basketball history last year in Bangalore to help us win the Division B uh, against Kazakhstan in the final. So, Shireen, let's talk a, a little bit about the Commonwealth Games first. Um, t- tell me a bit about you know your experiences in Australia and about the team's performances. We obviously didn't play very well. Uh, we lost all three of our games. We lost to um, Malaysia and. Jamaica and New Zealand. So, uh, talk me through it. What, what, what was the team's mentality going into this tournament? Uh, we actually practiced pretty well for hmm. the Commonwealth Games. We had like a two-month camp hmm. in Bangalore, and we were expected to win against Malaysia okay. because we have hmm. we have actually never lost to them before. Hmm. And Jamaica, we were playing the first time. We had never seen them play. We had no videos of them playing. Hmm. And they they ha- they it, it's it, it was their debut uh, tournament after like four years. <laughs> so we didn't really know how they played, and we didn't know like when we entered the court. That was the first time we saw them play. <laughs> so it, the first match against Jamaica was pretty hard, <laughs> but uh, we started pretty well. It was a close uh, game throughout, right? And until the yeah. end. Yeah, we lost by only nine points, I think. <laughs> it was. Actually, pretty good. Uh, they were very strong. They were they were way stronger than us. Mm-hmm. So I think we played pretty well, but our strength didn't match, and that's why we lost the game. Mm-hmm. But our coaches were pretty happy with our game. But the next match against Malaysia, we were expected to win, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were I don't know. We, our team was tired or. I don't know. We didn't play as a team that match. Um, yeah, that was disheartening, and we didn't have to lose that match. And the final game was against New Zealand, which obviously was always going to be difficult. New Zealand finished with the bronze medal, so they are yeah. a very strong team. Um, uh, so, but even from the losses, now you know you talked about the the, the disheartening loss to Malaysia, and. Uh, 
it, that game also was a very close game until half time i think we were only trailing by until the for three quarters we were only trailing by four yeah. and then yeah. again it happened in the fourth quarter so i wonder and, and this is something that that i noticed with the men's team too that the mm-hmm. the teams are able to keep it up with the opponents for you know most of the game but it's almost just one quarter that makes all the difference whether it's a bad start or whether it's one run in the second quarter or in the final quarter when the team feels too tired so mm-hmm. from you know from my perspective i saw it as as you know just like a concentration lapse for for 10 to 12 minutes can cost you the whole game you know so uh, definitely can what did you feel was like what's your take on 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 why why this happened to to the women's team but also i saw it in the men's team too why was it that you know that there was that this little lapse that was costing us these uh, that entire game basically i actually don't know because we were pretty focused hmm. and we were pretty determined to play those games and win them hmm. but against malaysia i really don't know we started pretty started out really bad like we were trailing my Six seven points and we didn't have any points the first three minutes or something like that. So the start against Malaysia was really bad, mm-hmm. and it went throughout the game. It didn't change. Like in the third quarter, we played pretty well, but again in the fourth quarter it went down and the team fell apart. I don't know why that happened actually. Yeah, and um, this was your um, was this your first time as captain? Uh, in the seniors uh, team, yeah, I've okay. been in the I've been the captain for the under sixteen team. And so, th- this was the first time I think the team was going after after many years. Uh, there was no Geetu and no Anita, so th- so this was really the new generation now. You know, a lot of young yeah, players. Yeah, with the young ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 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 even you guys have been together for some time. You know, this new obviously you've been part of the team for uh, senior team alone for so many years. Um, yeah, Gina and a, a, a lot of like uh, regulars are are in this team. So um, there there must have been uh, something to do with your um, uh, the, the, the fact that this was a younger team without the, the seniors in this. Do you think it was something to do with that too? Uh, we actually don't have that much uh, experience. We had a lot of new players mm-hmm. this time in the team, mm-hmm. uh, like the young ones. So we didn't really have a lot of experience on the bench. Hmm. Like the starting five, uh, like Priya, Sarasprit, Gina, and me, we are pretty experienced. But the others were not that experienced. Hmm. Uh, so I think that that uh, was the difference. What would you say was your experience like? Um, you said this is your first time captaining the senior team, and and this was such a big stage. This is the Commonwealth Games. It's such a major tournament. And there's so much other stuff going around. It's not just basketball. There's so much hoopla. Um, so, so from your personal experience, how does it feel being being a captain both on and off the floor? It's actually an honor to be the captain because uh, I I think you might not know this, but the we we went to Australia two weeks before the tournament, yeah. right before the games. Yeah. Like I think two and a half weeks before the games. Yeah. And the first two weeks we didn't have any officials with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the visa shit happened yeah. i don't know what happened yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't get the visas and uh, we were pretty much on our own <laughs> the men's team and the women's team and we didn't have any coaches or physiotherapists or any official stuff 
so the first two weeks when we were in the in another institution the runaway bay institution uh, i had to take practice and i had to initiate all this all the stuff hmm. as a captain so that was really new to me and really i don't know exciting okay but i had a very good experience that way i thought you were going to say it was really annoying because no because if no, i no, were no. <laughs> because for me like if i was the captain of of the sport that i wouldn't want this other managerial responsibility but it seems that you definitely, were okay with definitely definitely hmm. yeah i was okay with it because we didn't really have a choice hmm, hmm, hmm. because they were way away like they were in india and we were back in australia so we couldn't do anything about it hmm, hmm. um and so 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 what did you learn about the team itself so n- now I, i want you to see it from a coach's perspective almost uh okay. with these three losses what did you learn that that you would want to improve about the team or change about the team for the next major tournament uh i feel that we need to do, do a lot of gym like a lot of weights hmm. we need to get stronger as a whole like the whole team hmm. and we need to play with each other a lot uh, a little more than we usually do okay like we need to have more camps together because mm-hmm. when it's off season we go back home and then we play alone we don't have each other to play with mm-hmm. so that makes a lot of difference because all the other teams keep practicing over the year like on and off and we don't have that we just practice we just have a camp before the tournament we don't really have camps all over the year mm-hmm. um so another thing that uh, went down in uh, the commonwealth games is that you the women's team met prince charles oh yeah so yeah. how did that happen why did only you guys get to meet him and not uh, everybody else i think he likes us <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know uh, i have no idea but he came there and he was sitting he watched our whole game i think which game was this uh, against new zealand the last game okay and uh, he came we lined up and then we met each other he he spoke a lot actually to us okay what did he what like did he, he speak about does he know he basketball he was actually yeah he does he oh, does oh wow okay uh he actually was pretty happy with our game because it was against new zealand and mm-hmm. in the second half we played pretty well mm-hmm. so uh, he was really happy with that and we were really competitive and we were falling around on the court so mm-hmm. he was like good going did he did he send any message to you or the team anything no nothing like that okay. it was just casual conversation um what was the and and you said that you will tell me some more off the court stories from uh, from from the commonwealth games you were there as a whole team in gold coast and a whole contingent actually of the indian basketball team all these indian athletes uh you, you must have had a great experience also at the opening ceremony so any we uh, actually we didn't really have an opening ceremony okay because we were back in cairns where our matches were okay 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 so we didn't really go for the main opening ceremony okay so we didn't really meet a lot of people okay yeah but we met maricom and pv sindhu saina nawal and all those big legends okay so it was fun are all are you trying to say that maricom and saina nawal met the big legends of the indian basketball team Yeah, yeah, the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so w- what is Gold Coast like? It's it's nice and windy. The beaches are really nice. Okay. 
clean water and um, it's actually not big it's not very big hmm. uh yeah koshik people... told me that they had like it, it's an area built it's it's a newly built sort of uh, city yeah apparently hmm. yeah on the coast hmm hmm yeah the coastline service nice and this must have it's been really beautiful and this must have been the most um, i mean you've already you've obviously taken part in so many major tournaments but this must have been the most well organized one right with uh, in the athletes like contingent and the places you stay and the places you go and eat and stuff like that yeah yeah definitely it was a huge village like the games village it was mm-hmm. huge and uh, the dining dining area was very big okay what food did they serve you all kind all kinds of cuisines like there were uh, african indian Uh, Asian, Italian, and all that kind of stuff. They had Indian food. Did you try any? Yeah, we had chana masala and all that stuff. Okay. And butter chicken was nice. Okay, so butter chicken was nice. I just wanted to confirm that. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah, definitely was nice. It was definitely a change after the two weeks we stayed in the other institute institution. We had like the same kind of food, and it was really monotonous. Okay. Yeah, we were had like continental food and. English breakfast okay. and bacon and all that which I don't eat. Okay, okay. So it was good change. It was a good change. Did did, did the team do anything as a group? You know, um, uh, off the court, off the game. Uh, you know, when you weren't practicing or playing, as to sort of like build team spirit. Do you do things like that on the road when you when you travel for these tournaments? We did actually. Uh, like one night, uh, we r- danced together. Uh, outside the room we all danced together on tamil songs and telugu songs and malayali songs all kinds of songs punjabi songs so uh, everybody danced on each others uh, like i i danced on malayali songs and then jina <laughs> danced on punjabi songs it was pretty good nice. and other than that um, we went sightseeing and okay. shopping and stuff one day mm-hmm. yeah it was good so what's the um, sort of the common language that you speak among the team between all these different players from different parts of the country it's a mix of hindi and english okay but yeah, you must have picked uh, up you know like a little bit of malayali a little bit of tamil yeah yeah definitely definitely and, uh, and then has has coach zoran picked up any any of our local languages or or he talks he, in english yeah he I don't really he talks in English okay. but he does know a lot a, a little bit of Hindi like two three words of Hindi I don't remember which words but he does say something in between practices But if you if you swear in front of him will he know No <laughs> See that's the important part I, I Definitely no <laughs> <laughs> So 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 coach Zoran Visich now he's been the coach for about uh, I think one and a half two years now with the national team which yeah. is, which is very rare for in I mean, there was Coach Garcia before this, and now him for a coach to remain this long. Because usually, what we do in Indian basketball is that we will bring a coach, have him open yeah, tournament, and then leave. You know, so yeah. How have we seen? And and you've been almost throughout being a consistent part of the team. How have we seen yeah. uh, the coach's influence evolve uh, through this? From the first time he came to start coaching in India to now. Uh, about Zoran. Yes. he's uh, he's actually pretty good uh, bef- like the uh, time before he came here which was last j- may hmm. he came in may i think yeah may 2017 okay so, so it's been a year I, it feels longer yeah it's oh. been a year hmm. yeah uh, so uh, before that uh, 
I heard a lot of uh, Serbian coaches were very tough on the on the players and um, very harsh and they they abuse a lot and hit a lot and all, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. But when he came, he looked pretty scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> but he he's actually a pretty he's actually a very nice person off okay. the court mm-hmm. and on the court also he has a lot he has a lot of experience mm-hmm. because he's uh, coached uh, the Serbian team back in the last Olympics. Mm-hmm. So he's very experienced and he has a lot of like he has a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. and he's telling us all that so it's actually it's been a good year so far mm-hmm. and we we won the the Asia, like we won the division b asia cup yeah. and even in cornwall games other than the malaysian match we performed pretty well i am actually not that disappointed with the team mm-hmm. against malaysia yeah we could have done better and we could have won that won that match mm-hmm. but other than that, our coaches are pretty happy with us. So uh, I'm glad you brought up the the FIBA Asia Cup. Um, so that was that was a tournament in Bangalore last year, and uh, we we won the the lower division. We we were I I think we were expected to win it, but the way we won it was very impressive. Uh, ex- except for the final game against Kazakhstan, we saw, we dominated every other um, yeah yeah every game, other team yeah. we played. But but I want to talk to you about that final game against Kazakhstan. Uh, so you know, it it was packed. It was a packed stadium. You know, all the fans showed up and they were really loud in Bangalore. And uh, yeah, I you, did not expect that at all. You didn't expect that because I'm sure you you were. I mean, it's a sad truth, but we get used to seeing, uh, you know, very few empty fans, stadiums. Empty stadiums. You know, when we play, yeah. even at home. So yeah, um, So so did, did that pump you up from the beginning of the game? Uh, actually, uh. Or would the they make start you of the game, no, no, they they actually didn't put, make us nervous. They actually encouraged us a lot, and mm-hmm. I think in the back of our minds, we won the game because of the fans. Huh. Because they they pressurized the Kazakhstan team a lot at the end, and okay. they missed like three shots and stuff, mm-hmm. and that helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. And so we reached that big moment near the end where it, you had a big shot, and then. Um, Oksana, uh, I think her name was Oksana o- o- Osipenko, if I'm saying her name right. Osipenko, yeah. <laughs> um, she, 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 she sort of like slid through, I think we're talking about the very last position where uh, uh, you had a shot to take the lead, that then she, then like there was a defensive breakdown, they got the ball to her, she had a free layup and she makes yeah. it. So now there's what, 20 seconds left, right? 18 seconds, 18 yeah. seconds left and, and we don't call a timeout, right? No, we don't. So because uh, the the previous timeout coach had told us what to do. So so what had he told you to do in the previous timeout? So he it, so the the score was like we were leaning by two points. Yeah. And uh, they took a timeout. The coach told us if they shoot, if they convert the shot, just yeah. go, uh, come back and try to try to convert a shot. Like do so, like do horns or do a move which you can convert like the shot in. Hmm. And he was like try to convert. Or like we can go into overtime. So so he just so whatever like the in the last three minutes mm-hmm. we pretty much did the same move. Okay, which was like we did haunts haunts. Okay. So we did the same pretty much the same move and like once Gina shot and sometimes I went inside and shot. Okay. So we did the same move like two two posts on top and the ball man takes a screen from the right and goes inside and shot shoots. Okay. So he just told us to do the same move. 
but, but, but the horn uh, play is is a play that gets you an a closer inside shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so n- now now when the game is the now when Oksana ties the game, um, uh-huh. uh, somebody passes you the ball in bounds yeah, to you. Anita inbounds the ball to you, yeah. and and so it, what's going through your mind? Are you are are you planning to run the horn play again, or, or what are you thinking in these last eighteen seconds or so? Yeah, actually, I got my hand up and I was like, horns, करेंगे, ये करेंगे, mm-hmm. because horns was really uh, successful in that match. Yeah, it was effective all throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we did the same move. I took a screen from the right. Right, I went on the right, but uh, they overplayed me because they knew that I was going to go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Were you trying to drive the... in yourself or, or pass it at that point? I was gonna, I was gonna drive in myself because okay. I was in the zone and okay. I was really comfortable playing. Mm-hmm. And my teammates pretty much trusted me with the ball, mm-hmm. so uh, I was gonna go in. But then uh, they overplayed me, and then I asked for another screen mm-hmm. from the left, and then uh, Priya gave me a screen. Mm-hmm. Gina gave me a screen and then Priya again gave me a screen and that's when again they overplayed me because they didn't let me they didn't let me go in basically they didn't want me to go in and shoot 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 a layup easy layup uh, so uh, I saw I, I actually didn't know what the time was I was so much in the momentum and I was like ये खेलेंगे वो खेलेंगे so um, But, like, but you yeah. you obviously had to be a little bit aware uh, of the time, right? Yeah, 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 definitely, you, definitely. Yeah. I knew there were like 18 seconds left. Hmm. What? Well, but was there a clock above the backboard? I'm I'm not yes. sure. I remember. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, I saw the clock, and there were like three seconds left. Mm-hmm. And the so fans were chanting I, five, four, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I got to know. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen also <laughs> because I was like. Yeah, she just gave me a screen, and then they were overplaying me. So I was thinking, what to do? Mm-hmm. So uh, there were like three seconds left, two seconds left, and then that's when I shot that long uh, jumper. And when it went in, I was did it above did it feel the, did it feel good go, uh, when you let it go? Did you feel that it was actually a good shot? honestly no, honestly <laughs> no. Yeah. Because I just shot it like I. I had to shoot it. I didn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but then I my flick was right, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if it's if it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. But when it went in, it, I was over the I was I was over the moon. I was over the top. I was on like the ninth, <laughs> like I, I ninth cloud. I don't know where I was. It was unbelievable. Have you ever hit in uh, hit like a big game winner like that in like in the last at the buzzer? I uh, know not on the international level. Uh, it was so good, and the game was over the moment it happened because you know the the, the buzzer went off. Um, yeah, it was like 0.8 seconds left when they got the uh, outside. Oh, okay, the so they didn't get the ball back. Um, yeah, and and immediately you know the the crowd uh, went wild. Like the video, you know, obviously has gone viral since, and uh, yeah, uh, your your teammates all stormed over you. Like, how was that feeling? I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I was breathless. I was so I don't know, I was happy and I was I, I don't know, um seeing that shot go in. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it myself. I was you, breathless. Shibadi all my teammates and Shibadi even jumped on me and I was over the top. Do you do, do you watch the do you do you watch the video like the, it must really send chills down your spine. 
I do that right now too. I keep watching it, <laughs> and I I just feel that I wanted I want to go back to that moment. Um, how did you guys celebrate as a team when when that when that happened? Uh, I we I actually don't know. We didn't after the after the game we had to leave. We had to like fly back home. So okay. <laughs> we didn't do much. Um. So Shireen, just want to change gears a little bit. Um, so you're we're talking to you from Pune now, and you're you're obviously a product of you know Pune basketball, and and like really know the local scene pretty well. What would mm-hmm. you tell me about um, basketball culture in Pune, and 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 why it's what's so different or special about Pune basketball players? uh we've had a lot of chhatrapati awardees uh, do you know what that is yeah, yeah. the yeah the maharashtra state awardees mm-hmm. we have better players than most of the parts of maharashtra okay uh i, I can't really explain the culture to you but uh, pune is called is supposed to be called the sports city of maharashtra okay so yeah we- like a lot of, yeah in a lot of sports pune is at the top so would you say it's it's more structured like you have more opportunities for school kids to play whatever sport they want are there more yeah, for we school do. Hmm. yeah um so and I, I i mean i know your story a little bit you got into basketball because of because of your parents right because of your mom yes 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 um but but so but you get in but, but what sort of pushes you over you you obviously had a choice to do many different sports uh but you stuck with basketball so what was the big moment that made you think that okay this is the sport this, this is what i'm going to focus on more more than anything else uh the the time i started basketball in the next 2 3 years i was really successful in it mm-hmm. like i played i played i i played under 13 states when i was 9 years old okay like most girls don't mm-hmm. like they start they start out very late mm-hmm. uh uh i think my parents my family actually my brother also used to play basketball and my dad was a basketball player in college uh-huh, uh-huh. and my mom herself is a is a former inter, like a national basketball player so i think it's it came natu- naturally to me uh-huh, uh-huh. it was in my genes so i didn't really think about it like that like it just came came to me hmm. so where would um, if if you're an outsider you know to the to to the basketball fraternity if you don't have the the, the family or the structure connections what's the place for uh, young basketball players in pune to be found like is there is there one major sort of court or one major area in the city that that really uh, encourages that that players should go to to be found uh yeah a lot of a lot of puneites come to my club because okay. they know i Which play is? there and my uh, pyc hindu gym khana yes yeah uh so they a lot of people come to me and mm-hmm. my mom mm-hmm. because they know where i play is the court like it's it's pyc hindu gym khana and mm-hmm. plus next to my club there's another club deccan gym khana yeah i've been to that once the deccan yeah. gym khana so yeah so it's like it, the whole area is about basketball mainly mm-hmm. yeah so we have a lot of courts around that area and that's like in the heart of the city mm-hmm. so yeah uh, most of the pune people play there okay. on those two clubs so are there any uh, more up and coming young players that we should keep an eye on from the pune area 
that, that you think will you know that you think could be future internationals um not really okay uh, actually this the like the new generation is not very serious about the sport hmm like they play just because it's like i don't know they're not very serious and they just play it for fun mm-hmm. so i don't really i haven't really seen that one player or like two players who are dedicated to the sport mm-hmm. this is like there's two on my court like they're really small but they want to become like me mm-hmm. so they're really dedicated they keep shooting they do something over the over the day like all like in the morning they do something in the evening also they try to take training from me they try to learn from me mm-hmm. so i think those two players from pyc would yeah they would become something big um but speaking of sort of the future uh, potential players you know we are going to need more uh, indian players to take it seriously because there are major events happening there's so uh in the more immediate future for you there's the asian games this year right yeah um and there's going to be uh, a lot more you know international tournaments over the next few years so want you first tell me about the asian games that we talk about like the later future w- what is your uh, expectation for for the asian games so uh we have a camp starting soon for okay. asian games and before that in july first week i think we have the william jones cup Okay. which is in taipei chinese yeah. taipei yeah so we have pretty much two 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 and a half months to prepare for asian games and okay. we have the test also like okay. chinese taipei should be a test for the team mm-hmm. so it should help but in asian games i think um we should be playing against kazakhstan pretty well like we should win against that mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. like that should be our aim but we should also try to win against korea because i think chinese taipei has gone past us hmm. it, it it used to be our goal hmm. to win like 2 3 years back but i think chinese taipei is better than korea so uh keep like um decreasing the like we should narrow down the scores between korea and us hmm. and possibly potentially try to win that match So what do we need to do to keep up with teams like Korea? They they obviously, you know, they're really fast and they shoot really well. So like what should be our counter? Like what is the advantage that India brings against against a team like Korea or even Chinese Taipei for that matter? We we are actually all of us are brainy players. Hmm. We have we are smart players. So hmm. that should help. Hmm. Uh also uh, we have a good inside inside game and we have good shooters as well. Hmm. so we should try to combine those two together and uh, possibly play a good like a good game against them and shrin looking and and and, pro- and 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 possibly like slow down the game because they're really fast mm-hmm. so we should slow down the game and like put that together are are you uh, are, are there any other major players who are missing in the commonwealth game that you think could make a difference uh, if they make a comeback to the national team Or, or do you think that 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 this was a that the team that we that we're putting out is, is basically the best we have? We actually, I feel honestly that the team we like we had in Commonwealth Games is the best we have right now. Hmm. Because if if you talk about Anita, the she's she's getting older. Yeah, she's she's moving into coaching herself. 
Yeah, so I don't think that's gonna help anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the best we have. Mm-hmm. If we look a little bit more, uh, you know, forward to the future, I mean, I, I think I've talked about this to almost every player that we've ever interviewed. Is is the issue that to really develop more players into the system, we really need a bigger, larger pool, and the larger pool will come from if we have, you know. More, especially for women, if we need, if we have more teams that allow these professional opportunities, and eventually mm-hmm. the professional league that everyone keeps talking about, but it never arrives. So, mm-hmm. from your perspective, what sort of development do you want to see, you know, specifically for women's basketball in India? Uh, actually, uh, in the next month there should be a women's development camp. Okay. Which is like the girls who didn't get into the Indian team, mm-hmm. but Potent, they have the potential to get into the Indian team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are like 15, 20, I think 10, 15 girls in okay. that. So they have like a development camp for them. Okay. So in the in the near future, they should get into the Indian camp and the Indian team. Mm-hmm. And they are still talking about the league. So yeah. I I really don't know, but a, a league should definitely help. Well, but even before we go. To- to the league level, you know, as it stands now, there's there very there are far fewer employment opportunities for women basketball players. You know, there's not as many uh, different clubs who will, you know, the, the men have ONGC and IOB and Punjab Police and almost uh, so many more options. Whereas the women's team, yeah, have, yeah, true, just railways, uh, just railways, and you know, um, just like there's not as much to to do. If if you're not picked among the three or four teams, then what do you do beside from that? So, what what do you want to see from from that perspective? I mean, obviously, has it been harder for you to uh, to sort of make this leap as a woman in Indian basketball? Uh, it has definitely been hard because uh, I personally don't get don't want to get into railways mm-hmm. because it's away from home and plus it's just playing basketball. Uh, whereas I want to study. Mm-hmm. I just finished my graduation, so I want to oh, do congratulations. something. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. So uh, I want to do masters as well. But mm-hmm. for me, is I think it's been easier than most of them because my mom's a coach, and mm-hmm. I have my my coach for myself, mm-hmm. and uh, I I coach the I coach kids there. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's been good good till now. But there should definitely be more. Uh, uh, companies which would hire women, like women teams, and make like make I don't know income tax or ONGC was supposed to take women's basketball team as well, so I don't know. Um, there's just railways. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's pretty bad for the women's basketball. So I mean, we that's and, and we always end on the same sort of note on that. When will they start? That league, it's, it's been, uh, it's been in the pipeline yeah, it's been for four, almost four years. <laughs> a lot longer since when I, when I was working at the BFI was eight or nine years ago. They, they were talking. Yeah. About so there hasn't really been much progress there. But like from your end, have you heard anything about it? Have you heard any sort of like in the horizon if there's any future professional opportunities coming for you, whether it's in India yeah. or abroad even? About abroad, I really don't know. Okay. Because there's nothing abroad. 
but about the league, I heard something last month hmm. that it's gonna start any time this year. Okay. Uh, I think probably after Asian Games. Okay. But I really don't know, because they just keep saying and there's no progress on that. Yeah, I've been hearing anytime this year for 10 years also. So let's hope this, yeah. let's hope this year is the year, finally. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> uh, Shireen, thank you very much for uh, joining me on Hoop Darshan. Thanks for giving me your time. Um, good luck with the, the next tournament. So now you're going for camp next? Uh, June, where? sometime in June. And, and where is it going to be? Bangalore. Okay, perfect. Uh, good luck with that and uh, I, I, I wish the best to uh, the Indian team and hopefully we are able to pick up some wins. Thank you so much, Karan. It was nice to be back. Thank you, Shireen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I want to thank Shireen for joining us on Hoop Darshan. Uh, just once again, uh, she, she, she's just such an insightful person to learn from and like, she, she comes from a, a family of athletes and a family of basketball minds and you can really see that uh, when, when you talk to her. But she's just got, she, she seems to be too, truly passionate about the game. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it, it was a fun conversation. Kaushik, before we end this episode, um, we, we talked briefly about this uh, earlier on about this being in the middle of the, the height of the NBA playoffs, or maybe not the height, but just like just in the thick of it, you know, we're in the swamp right now of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. The second round is going on, um, and each team has played about two or three games yet so far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are your, um, you know, uh, reactions midway through the second round so far, and 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 who who do you predict will be the conference finalist? Alright, I, I think we, before we get to like predicting conference finalists, I think I want I want to shout out a couple of teams that um, that I've really enjoyed watching and also been pleasantly surprised by uh, the first one is is the Pelicans right did you did you see that coming 4 nil sweep against um, against the Blazers uh, th- that I, the, the sweep itself is surprising but Pelicans w- winning beating the Blazers was not that surprising to me yeah, because I like agree. even though it was 3 and 6 they were only separated by one game yeah so it, it, so it, it's not like the Blazers were that much better than New Orleans and New Orleans had the best pure talent. Anthony Davis is like the best player in that series. He's one of the three best players in the NBA. So, and you know, in the playoffs, we always like very often, not all the time, but very often it kind of comes down to the best player in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now that's obviously not happening with the, the Boston Celtics series. We'll get to that. But uh, yeah, uh, so I'm not that surprised that they won. But yeah, the sweep, it was super impressive. Of course, Rondo has been on fire. I I I love the resurgent Rondo playoff Rondo oh, it's milkshake so good. Rondo. It's so yeah. good. Uh, milkshake Rondo is the best Rondo. Uh, and w- <laughs> he had twenty one assists last night. Yeah, mind blowing. Like five points and twenty one assists most, or something like that. It's the most assist anyone's ever had in a playoff game since Rajon Rondo eight or nine <laughs> years ago. <laughs> since he was he himself was a Celtic. That so is, um, yeah, that, impressive. That's just really impressive, and of course, like who can who can forget the uh, where everybody's got a playoff beard. Um, the Mirotich goes the other way and then shaves his beard. And clean shaven Mirotich is yeah. just on fire. I, I can't even that's, like recognize. I couldn't recognize him when he first had that shave. I was like, oh, this is what he looked like. Yeah, I kind of forgot that. It's painful to me because I love beards and yeah. like uh, I, I I'm generally always in favor of like and, facial hair. And he had an Except, amazing beard. Yeah, exactly. He had a great. Really, 
and as a matter of fact i he was the stalwart of beards to me and not james harden i agree like i, I think if they if, if the, james harden is the only person who has who's who's making a beard look annoying to me <laughs> but <laughs> so, so the power yeah, of of beards were vishesh prego and she um, exactly nikola mirotic and then james harden <laughs> The, the, like a, a hundred other people and then James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Ricky Rubio has a pretty good playoff beard. He, uh, he does. He does. Oh, speaking of Ricky Rubio, how good is it that our like eternal man crush is finally paying off? I know he's injured right now and like yeah. they, had, they had a really tough loss tonight. Um, but but just that series against OKC and um, that's the other that's the other uh, I wouldn't say surprising but like really good impressive performance that I. That yeah. I found myself really enjoying um, Utah just defeating OKC and delivering Paul George to the Lakers. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly hope that uh, that that Rubio can return before the series ends because it was so much fun to watch him at this stage. Yeah. Like we always believe because like I I remember going back ten years the two thousand eight Beijing Olympics when Rubio was just like seventeen years old or whatever sixteen seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. And he he gave uh, Chris Paul and Darren Williams hell. Yeah, he was just like a defensive pest back then, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's great to see him. At, like, and it would have been amazing to see him uh, sort of try and defend James Harden, um, or, or go against Chris Paul. So it it would have been, um, yeah. I hope he comes back. Also, speaking of Utah, if Utah can somehow come back and win this series, I'm legit buying myself a, a Joe Ingles jersey. I'm gonna walk around <laughs> in a Jazz jersey, cause like. Literally, he's he's a maths teacher who's like destroying it in the NBA playoffs. Who outplayed Paul George for a lot of the series. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's some things that you you just can't explain. Like somebody of that kind of build and that kind of athleticism is is not meant to succeed in the NBA, but he's he's here like killing it. It's so good. Um, what what about the East though? Uh, are you are you surprised with how Boston is taking it to Philly? Uh, I I wouldn't say that anybody saw that coming. It's interesting, like both these series, the uh, Cavs, Raptors, and then the Celtics, 76ers, mm-hmm. I picked the teams which are down in yeah. both these series. I picked, picked Toronto and Philly to win. But now that the two games have happened yeah. and the opposite has happened, in hindsight, it doesn't. it's not that surprising actually because like mm-hmm. LeBron basically runs Canada. He runs Toronto. Like they, it's, it's LeBronto now. And uh, <laughs> and 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 I'm almost like shaking my head, thinking like, how? Why the hell did I have, ever have faith in these Raptors when I know they have no answer to LeBron? It's just it's it's hilarious. Now they might still make it a series and come back, but it's just losing the first two home games is just embarrassing. Um, and as for the Celtics, 76ers, I think the 76ers are definitely more talented, and you know they they are at least going back home, so they could win a couple more games. But shout out to Boston for just being the most grittiest team I've seen in a long time. Uh, Al Horford has probably been the most underrated best player in these playoffs. He's been amazing. These young guys, man, like uh, Rozier, Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown in certain stretches, they are, I have nothing but respect for them. Yeah, uh, it's hard for me to say positive things about the Celtics, but yeah, they've been super impressive. Um, just it doesn't, doesn't nothing seem to affect them. Like whoever gets injured, they're still. Next man up, and then everybody contributes in the same way. So that's um, that's pretty good. But I, I think like uh, I might disagree with with one of the things that you said about how um, it like in hindsight it doesn't uh, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I, I do think that the like the Cavaliers Raptors series is over. Uh, but 
but this one i i could see it still swinging back the other way um philly is a great team at home um and boston struggled against milwaukee on the road as well so they i, I expect it to be much closer uh, and philly to pull a game or two back in the next next two so i'm hoping that i really hope I, I'm I hoping that goes to like six or seven. That'll be that'll be really interesting because let's face it. I think the other uh, the, the other series will probably like end much quicker. All all three other ones. Yeah. So um, I mean, uh, I, I guess we agree on. I mean, uh, before the second round began, mm-hmm. I had predicted. I'll, I'll just stick with it just for the sake of you know continuity. Even though I'm going to be wrong in the East. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had Raptors and 76ers winning their rounds. Uh, which is the Raptors one specifically is looking foolish now, <laughs> and in the West, uh, R- Rockets and Warriors. Now, uh, I still think that actually both these series could will probably go six. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be easy for either one because, uh, especially the way like New Orleans won yesterday. Yeah. The Jazz always bring, you know, they, they'll they'll be a tough team to beat. But um, yeah, I think it sh- I think it should be Rockets and Warriors. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it should be those two as well. Uh, it, if it goes to six, it'll be great. Although I do think both of them will finish in five. Um, and just like I, I feel like the first round of this year was was significantly better than the first round of last year. It was uh, really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. And the second rounds like uh, it feels like we're just waiting for time to pass before we see the eventual matchup of um, yeah. the Warriors and the Rockets. But both teams don't seem as hot as they sh- they should be, uh, so I think and I think it'll be it'll be interesting. But it looks like all roads lead to um, the Western Conference Finals being the real like finals of this year. That is that Warriors Rockets series is going to be incredible. I think it's going to be one of the it's going to be an all, one of the all time good uh, series in you know in recent NBA history at least. Yeah, it'll be so, like uh, 140 points each team each game. Yeah, um, and, and Draymond getting into everyone's nerves. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> Excellent um, stuff. I'm um, sure. Also, want to give a mm-hmm. also want to give a shout out to David Fisdale, new Knicks coach. Really oh, happy about right. this. Oh, hang on. Yeah, before we say goodbye, I want I want to hear your thoughts about that. I'm just excited. Now I, I get excited about new Knicks coaches all the time, but this is this seems like an actually good uh, signing. He's and I think he's planning to go to go to Latvia to to hang out with Porzingis over the off season. So that's another good sign. I'm just I'm fully on the the Fisdale bandwagon. Hashtag take that for data. Hashtag you ain't gonna rook us. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, bring it on. He's he's just a genius basketball mind, and uh, a lot of like players really respect him. So I, I think it'll be. I think uh, this is the first time in a long time I'm feeling extra optimistic doing a Knicks offseason. We have a draft pick around the eighth or ninth range, so it's a deep draft. So yeah. It should be fun. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like you guys have done a really good job picking him. Like, it, it could have been uh, some of the names that I heard thrown in there, like Mike Woodson and some some of these other like just washed up people. Just same cycle of coaches. It's really good that uh, they've taken a they've taken a chance on on David Fistel. He's he's obviously had a few success stories being in the in the crew in Miami and like his job at Memphis as well so it's pretty good and also this could this could mean that you might you might be an underdog in the LeBron stakes I 100% don't buy that there's <laughs> this is zero percent chance that LeBron will want to come to like New York of all places I think like the it seems like the Lakers or are, are to me it just makes the most sense right now I think his family is all in LA they, they spend all his time when he's not in Cleveland he's in LA 
and i think he just wants to like hang out there like hang out with his family and play for these play with these young players now let's see what they do with the with, with the lavar ball situation <laughs> but uh, but uh i just i just see him being a laker next year i, I don't see any other conceivable outcome to his, to his free agency all right um that we'll, we'll have to we'll have to see um before we finish um on, on the on the topic of shoutouts um, karan i also want to give you a shoutout shout out for you to for finishing your thesis oh yeah i did that yeah that's <laughs> that in, in in another life i thought you giving me a shout out because i hung out at the staple center last week in a, in a next t-shirt oh yeah, sh- shout out to you for that as well <laughs> <laughs> shout out shout outs all along you get a shout out you yeah. get a shout out thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent stuff um that that brings to uh, an end uh, an eventful episode 61 of hoop darshan um as always if you want to reach out to us um karan is at hoopistani and at karan madok1 on twitter uh, i'm at underscore kaushik7 the podcast is at hoop darshan we are available on a bunch of different platforms like iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud and and a host of other places. We are like um Brook Lopez's favorite comic book heroes everywhere. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh on that note, I think until next time, hashtag #IndiaBasketball. <laughs>